Welcome back to the podcast. We are discussing the idea of strength. And in this episode, we're going to talk about developing your strength. But before we do that, I want to give you a couple highlights from the previous episodes. In releasing your strength, we talked about how you do not earn more capacity for strength. It has been given with your identity. All the gifts and abilities to accomplish the purpose of your identity has already been bestowed on you. We just utilize them against resistance to strengthen them. In the next episodes, we were discussing discovering your strength. And this is the relationship and words that reveal the image or model of how to utilize what we have. You see, we will act on what we see or we're inspired. That's what the word inspired means. Like we have a picture or our imagination can see it in action. And this is part of the discovery. See, we need an example or picture of what things look like in order to properly develop uh, what comes from this. So how do we use our, the, our capacity? What is cap- What are we capable of? What, what can we do? So we need to see some kind of model of this. And that was in those first two episodes. In this episode, we're going to be focusing on the development of this. And how do we start taking this big idea and shrinking it down into bite-sized chunks? You know, there's this old saying is, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. So we don't need to swallow the whole elephant, but let's learn how we're going to start chewing this thing apart. In John 8, 14, there's a very interesting thing that Jesus said. He says, for I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. You see, when those things are bestowed in your name, so there's a sense of direction and there's a sense of identity. And now you have this capacity. So now the daily is the development of those pieces for that end goal or that end application of a thing. Now we can do this in small chunks or we can do that in big chunks, but it's still the same process. And it's critical in all this that we realize that Jesus didn't just come on the scene and just start doing all of this amazing stuff. It says that for 30 years, he was building his strength. He was uh, pushing his capacity. He was testing and working what he had and growing strong in it. We can see this in Luke 2.40. It says that the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Luke 2.52 says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor or grace with God and man. In other words, these things that were given to him, he grew in those things over those 30 years before he actually was launched onto the scene, which we'll discuss more in the next few episodes But it's critical that we see that there was this development process that went on in him just like anybody else. We all have to grow. We all have to learn how to use what we have just like an infant learns to use his muscles. Um, Or, you know, I gave the example of my my daughter and my son of how they they grew in things. You You have to work those things. But I'm not referring to work like you're doing something for your identity's sake to get pleasure from God. You already have that. So when I'm talking about work, I'm talking about just working what you have and growing them and exercising them and putting them into practice. You know, this is why Jesus was able to accomplish the goal. In those little pieces that he was growing in, this sense of hope and optimism and all all the fruits and the gifts that have been given to us, these were put into option. So it says when he finally got to the cross, it says for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He learned to see beyond what the challenge was, and he put all that he was into that moment for the final prize. So that's kind of the, the big picture. So let's, let's shrink this down again. If we break this into small bite-sized pieces, 
we build confidence. Power and courage comes. So when you have little wins and you see little things starting to happen in your life and little little accomplishments starting to take place, you become more confident. If it's too big and too far away, you will look at that and over time you'll feel hopeless and defeat will set in because it's just too far away without learning how to do the development process. So it's interesting, like uh, I was listening to a weightlifter talk about strength training and he trained military officers and military professionals. And he says, the, we need exercises that are functional. So he created exercises around what people already had. So if you work on a farm and you're carrying a bucket, what, what can we do with that to strengthen that? If you uh, work in a shop, what can we do with what's already in front of you to work real life functional development versus going to a gym, which I'm for, and doing static motion? Um, the most, because here's the deal, the most requested exercises that people want to go do are the ones that make us look good. You know, it's kind of like I hear people talk about um, all sorts of different things, whether it's about our faith or someone who did something, you know, that they mark as great, or we, or you, you look at a musician, or you look at an athlete, or you look at someone of prominence, or whatever that that imagery that you think is great. We 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 like that, but we miss how did they get there? How what was the strength process to get there? What was the development process to get there? And so a lot of times we'll look to the exercise that will make us look good there. But the problem is we become unbalanced. We become not really strong. Like I used to go to the gym when I was a kid and I would do my curls and I would do my bench press and it made me feel good because I had my, you know, my chest was getting bigger and my arms were getting bigger. But when it came to functionality, I felt really weak. I saw this at the rock climbing place. I watched this guy. He was incredibly fit and ripped and cut up and his muscles were just rippling as he was going up. But he struggled going up the wall because the muscles needed were different. It wasn't the same functionality. It was not what he was used to. So the muscles didn't know how to work those different kind of moves, even though he was strong. Yet other people, little people that didn't look like they had any muscles were going up no problem. So my point is, there's a functionality of development of your gifts, depending on who you are what you're called to, and where you're going. That's why it's important in whatever scenario you're in, utilize what's in front of you to begin exercising your gifts because it will have a longer-term application to where you're going. We tested this. We did a um, our leadership challenge. It involves like a, we do a five-week leadership challenge for our guys in our program. We only pick three at a time, and we have a prize, and the prize is a new tool relative to their purpose. So if the guys play football, we would do a new pair of soccer cleats. If the guys do something else, we'll find something else that is a prize, but it's a tool to go further with what they're doing. And so we decided not to tell them what they're going to be doing on the challenge. So we created a challenge knowing they could do it, but we didn't want to tell them up front what they would have to accomplish. Because if I told them, most of them would not volunteer to come in. So in this challenge, they had to run 50K. They had to do 1,500 push-ups. They needed to read two books, write a report on each. They needed to create a daily plan. They needed to be able to execute that plan. And they needed to help others accomplish all the above. Now, if I were to tell someone like that, it just, they, even for these guys that are kind of fit, it just would seem too overwhelming. 
But when they look back on it and they said, wow, I did that, it brought this hopefulness because what we did is each week we just gave them a 30 to 45 minute task that they would have to go accomplish. And they could do that. They could fit that in their time. They could make it work. And by the time it was all done, they had accomplished all of this, but then they also learned how to put it all together. And so it really, it, it brought this idea of you can accomplish big things, but focus on the daily and the little things and the things that are around you to be able to do in order to accomplish whatever you're trying to do, in order to strengthen who you are. And the whole reason we did that was for them to start building the confidence for bigger tasks and bigger opportunities. And it was is really great to watch leadership starting to form. And the guys that would go through it and pass it, they would go back and help all the other guys go through it, even though they didn't need to. They would help them get their book. They would help them do their run. They would help them with their push-ups. They would help them through that whole process. And what was happening is it was starting to grow on its own. And I think that is something that that is we lose sight of that when something becomes strengthened, we want to start giving it away and then it starts becoming stronger and they became stronger without even knowing it because of having some victories previously. In the last episode, I talked about the shark's tooth um, and that search for it and hearing God's voice. And I wanted to break down a couple things that to simplify what actually happened and what I grew in and or exercised during that process. I learned how to build relationships. I learned humility of having to change my perspective that what I knew wasn't accurate, so I needed to learn something more. So the relationship part is I needed another person to expose what was wrong. And those people coming on the beach and showing me the different color of the shark's tooth changed everything. And then I was hearing my father's voice. So all this was happening. I stepped out of the familiar. I wasn't trying to find something in an area I already knew. I was trying to find something in an area I didn't know. I don't mean you have to go to literally to another place, but maybe stop and take a fresh look at what's in front of you and say, what am I missing? What's missing here that I can start developing in that I've seen as negative, but maybe there's some positives in this scenario that I can start exercising. I learned delayed gratification. God wasn't denying my request. My father wasn't hiding something from me. He wasn't trying to trick me. He wasn't trying to test me. I just didn't know enough. So my delayed gratification was allowing him the opportunity to give me the best thing. I learned trust. I learned discernment. I learned how to receive by receiving that uh, shark's tooth from the people. But then I also learned how to receive his wisdom and his understanding. I learned how to be resourceful. I learned how to utilize what's in front of me, and I wanted to be shown how to do it in that environment, and I did. I learned that. I learned to be thankful, because that's where I started on the second trip down. I was just thanking him for who he was. I, I was learning that he wasn't denying something from me, and I was appreciating who he was, regardless of what I thought he should be doing. And finally, I learned something even more valuable, that sometimes the right question is much more important than the right answer. I didn't have the right question. So I learned a different question in that process. Thus, the answer came forth. So those were some things that I exercised in just doing that simple little activity. And it meant something to me. And I started pushing those little type of uh, activities that it gave me much more confidence in very serious matters and bigger environments 
because I had seen the victory in that. So if you help me here, surely I have the ability to go in here and hear your voice and operate on a different level that affects the lives of people. So that's kind of just a little example with the sharks too. So one thing is when we look at stories or we, we look at people's lives, again, don't focus on what their outcome was. Look how they developed and, and avoid looking what they did wrong. We're, we're, we tend to be much more of a cynical and negative people because we look at scripture, we look at stories through our own failures and our own weaknesses and our own thoughts. That's our old nature. But being graced into a new position, see what they did right, see how they did develop, see how they overcame because obviously they, they met their goal. So what, what did they do in that process? And so we can see that in the life of David. When he goes on to, he wants to go take on Goliath, and he didn't just wake up one day, hey, God said I was going to be king, now is my time to show my greatness, Goliath is standing right here, I'm going to prove it. No, that came from doing the other strength exercises, and he outgrew those things that he was involved in to the point that this opportunity found he found himself in, and he saw it as no different. So if you remember this, he, he goes and says, I'm going to do this. And so they brought him before Saul. And Saul says to him, you're not able to go out against this Philistine to fight with him. You're just a youth. And he was a man of war from his youth. In other words, you've never been trained in any of this kind of stuff. There's no way you can go take him on. You don't have the ability. Now, from someone telling someone else that, hasn't, that he doesn't know his experiences, I could see where Saul was uh, what his perspective was on this. So then David reassures him. He says, David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it. I struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose again against me, I caught it by the beard and I struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And we don't know how many this was. It didn't say he killed one lion. It doesn't say he killed one bear. This is said it was whenever a lion or a bear. So this was a common thing that was a threat to the sheep. So he was prepared for it. Your servant has killed both of these. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. So if David is so confident, if the Lord delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. His confidence was there, all because of this development. But we could even take that development of the lion and the bear even smaller. When he's first getting ready to send out as a shepherd, he would be instructed, be aware of this. So here's a sling. Here's how to use the sling. Here's a staff. Here's how to use the staff. And so he practiced those things. And ensure, I'm sure he had a lot of downtime to sit and do nothing. You know, he didn't have technology to sit and occupy his time. So he needed to do something. And so he was practicing with his sling. He was practicing with his staff. And so we see this going on that in those little things built to where he was. But now let's step back. What about the words that were spoken over him? Where does that come in? Well, he was called out to be king over Israel by Samuel. And so God has spoken and, and told him who he was. You are the king of Israel. Then he goes back out to the sheep. Now, I want you to ponder this for a moment. He didn't sit and plot and scheme how he can get rid of Saul because we know through his history, he never even tried to do that. He never tried to assume the role. 
He just outgrew shepherding. Then he outgrew being a soldier. Then he outgrew working in Saul's house. Then he outgrew working in the with the Philistines. Then he outgrew until the point where he had to be king because who he was and the strengths that he was outgrew the environment. Now, not everybody was happy about that. So it doesn't mean that the person above you is going to approve of you to send you on. Now, your father has already given you approval, but you're going to outgrow people and new relationships will form. And in time, a lot of those get healed up. But I'm not saying that you need to be in an environment and when your boss says you're good enough, then you're good enough. No, you keep going with the identity and the strength that you are. Keep working what's in front of you. Work the re- work. And when I say work, you're not manipulating. You're strengthening your relational skills. You're strengthening your whatever skills is in front of you. And pretty soon you outgrow your role. So if your boss can't see it, someone else will, and God will begin creating opportunity. And when you see that opportunity, you can step into it. Remember, David's job when he met Goliath was his father asked him to go deliver the cheese to the brothers. That was his job. That's pretty lowly. Yet he did it with vigor, and it put him in the opportunity that put him as leader of the army. And he became famous in that arena. So your strengths will begin making room, and the favor over you will begin making room. But we're not trying to develop strengths, so then we're accepted. We're just living out our identity, and then we start working what's in front of us, whether it's physically, whether it's lifting, whether it's running, whether it's whatever to keep your body strong to accomplish your end whether it's relationally, so that way you have a, a resource of relationships and you can interact and you can see other people's perspective and you, you're lifting other people. Whatever the piece is in front of you, whatever gift has been given to you that has been promised, just start exercising it in the small areas. Again, one of the biggest challenges for us is we want that big thing accomplished with this gift. And a lot of times we're not prepared. That's where miracles and his mercy and and all this come into play. Thank God he works like that. But for the most part, the greatest confidence is when we start growing in the small areas. And let me just close with this. Everything starts with what's in front of you. And then you begin pushing the boundaries of what is uncomfortable, building confidence in new arenas. So you start with something and you begin pushing your mental boundaries. You begin pushing your physical boundaries. You begin pushing your soulish boundaries. And you begin stretching into areas that you had not been in before. And you start seeing these gifts and these strengths starting to emerge. But you might be saying, what I'm doing now isn't what I believe that is my purpose. Don't worry. What's being done now is strengthening you so when that opportunity hits, you'll be ready for it. Remember, when God came to Gideon, And he spoke to Gideon and he said, you mighty man of valor. He said, how can this be? And then God says, in your strength, you will deliver the Israelites from the Midianites. In other words, everything Gideon had done, even though he needed perspective change, he needed some identity change, he needed some some things changed. He had been developing strengths in what he was doing that was fit to accomplish this end goal. So God has a way of turning all that. But remember, to be in, if we're going to be intentional about the new things we discover about ourselves, we're going to have to start putting them to a test. Otherwise, there's no resistance against it. And if there's no resistance against it, then there's no strength coming. And then when something major happens, 
you hear that God says you have this thing, and then you put it to a test against a major obstacle, and it feels like it doesn't work, and we become discouraged, we, we start losing hope, and we start losing confidence. And then if that happens, just step back and start again with the small things, and then you'll find that obstacle will not be as big as you once thought it was, and it will not be as harsh as you once thought it was. But you'll be able to get to the other side, and then you could say, for the joy that was set before me, I endured what held me back before, and I can step over to the other side. And we do this physically. We do this soul, with our soul, which is our mental, our emotions, and our will. And we do this in our spirit, which is our heart, the center of all of our motives. And that is where God connects to us, and he f- inspires us, fuels us from the inside. And then we begin putting that into application in our mental, emotional f- faculties, and into our physical uh, natural physical body, as well as the relationship and the environment around us. And strength starts growing. Hey, with that, we're going to continue with the discussion in the next episode. Thanks for joining and have a great day.